0: Welcome to Bonjour Bitch! My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches! Hello everybody, welcome to today's Bonjour Bitch episode and I am fortunate today to have the wonderful Ed Tan, food and travel influencer and content creator to chat about yummy yummy food today. (laughs) Welcome Ed.
1: Hi, glad to be here, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. So let's get started. Whereabouts did you grow up and where is your family originally from?
1: Um, So I grew up in southwest London, um, kind of London born and bred near Kingston. Um, Kind of I guess almost a classic like middle-class sort of upbringing but my parents are chinese malaysian um they were born in malaysia but their parents came from china kind of immigrated but then my parents moved to london when they were teenagers okay so it's a bit of a unusual background i think um i'm probably i'm probably i guess more conventionally white yeah <laughs> than i am ethnically Chinese uh, okay. in a weird way.
0: And do you speak any Chinese? No,
1: I don't. My parents, no. made a, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really annoying now. <laughs> I actually went to Chinese school for like 10 years on Saturdays.
0: And you don't remember anything?
1: I know like basic, I can order food. Oh, <laughs> <that> <laughs> this is like the important thing, important. right? Important. But uh, my parents actually made a conscious choice to speak English to me growing up. Oh, so really? that my English would be perfect and not a disadvantage for me at school. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit annoying now because.
0: Do they speak in Chinese so that you can't understand them?
1: No, uh, they speak in Chinese in the hopes that I'll try and learn. But I think I'm about it's too late. twenty years past <laughs> that point. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's too late. It's far too late.
0: Oh no! But in terms of your family, how your family home, etc., who used to cook at home? Your mom, your dad, you?
1: Always my mum, pretty much. Um, she still cooks with my dad. My dad would like to try odd recipes he's done some really weird ones over the years (laughs) but he always makes a massive mess um so yeah growing up it was always my mum coming home from work and getting straight into the kitchen
0: and was it predominantly Chinese food Malaysian food
1: um predominantly Chinese with like a few or like if she was cooking western she'd put she would put like soy sauce in spaghetti bolognese really um or she uses actually she uses um like tagliatelle um dried Tally Telly from like Sainsbury's or whatever yeah. for noodles. She doesn't just use noodles. Ah. It's bit, I don't really know why she it's does fusion. that.
0: Fusion. It's fusion. Fusion it's kind before, of fusion. before yeah. it's time.
1: She used to put soy sauce on the Christmas turkey turkeys, well say so. Oh. Yeah, that became a big no no now though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <don't, laughs> I was gonna say don't settle for that soy anyway. sauce
0: <laughs> glazed turkey, yes, yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, much more
1: traditional now, yeah. <laughs>
0: And can she cook british food or continental food really well
1: um she can cook it um you know i think her chinese food is probably best i think um the chinese people as a culture tend not to, they prefer like meat especially to be cooked really well so the idea of them having um like sushi or uh, like a medium rare steak or pink lamb is like anathema they just won't so steak is oh just... Oh, no, God, that's like, that's like poison <laughs> for my parents, yeah. Uh, we tricked her once by giving her, like, salmon and telling her it was smoked. Um, and she was like, oh, it's so delicious. Like, mum, no, it's, like, raw. And she was like, she couldn't believe it. <gasps> but, yeah, it's a bit of an unusual thing. So now, we days when we go home and we eat, and if it's, if it's Western, she'll let us cook that. But if it's Asian or, like, Chinese, etc., she will cook that for us, yeah. And
0: did she teach you how to cook?
1: I think I picked up a lot from watching her cook in the kitchen um but I'm actually not the best at cooking Chinese food, which probably means I wasn't paying much attention <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I did learn a lot from her when I grew up, and then actually, my brother and my sister were quite a bit older, they're six and ten years older, okay, so growing up as well, actually I learned quite a lot from them when they were cooking for me, which was you know nice kind of. Everything, everyone, yeah. Not my dad though, my dad can't <laughs>
0: <cook>. <laughs> And when you cook for yourself at home, do you find yourself doing more fusion? Do you find yourself cooking more Western, Asian?
1: I tend to cook more Western because, oh, well, I also eat out, well, through the food blog, et cetera, I eat out a lot. So actually when I do eat at home, it tends to just try and be like salad. <laughs> <laughs> try and balance it out. Um, so when I do cook, I guess, like bigger meals or meals for friends, um I'll normally try and pick like a different cuisine and try and just do a whole meal centered around that cuisine okay. so i've done like italian i've done greek i've done Japanese oh nice. um so I do try and vary i guess all of that kind of cooking yeah
0: awesome, and what is the most memorable dish of your childhood um
1: baked beans with omelette <laughs> um I went through a little phase when I was younger about trying to be vegetarian like once a week okay and is my mum's in the Chinese repertoire, there is a lot of vegetarian food. Yeah. But some communities and particular parts of them just have no real concept of what that looks like. Um and the only thing my mum could at the time put together was baked beans and omelette and actually I really love it. <laughs> it's Aww. like Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Um there are like a lot of Chinese things. Like my mum's fried rice is the best fried rice we've had yet. And, you know, we do look, you know, we're not adverse to saying, Mum, you need to change this now but Uh, The fried rice for my mum is also very nostalgic for me, yeah.
0: And then has the baked beans and omelette sort of become a comfort food now over the years as well?
1: Um, I'm almost scared to cook it, to be honest. Like, as I don't want to taint (laughs) what my mum used to cook, because I don't think I would cook it the same way now, almost, so it's kind of like, yeah, almost frozen in my memory, like, the way she does it. Because my mum also cooks the omelette in a very specific way, which I've never been able to copy. So I feel like I would be doing it a disservice, actually, if I tried to cook it personally.
0: Oh, that's so (laughs) sweet. When did your passion for food start?
1: It really kicked off for me just post-uni. I was quite big on my food. I've always been big on my food, and I think that's also a bit of a cultural thing, being Chinese-Malaysian. Malaysians are very protective over their foods and the way they eat them and the national dishes. And... So that's kind of always sat there in the background um and everything we do in like kind of chinese and malaysian culture always will revolve around food whether it's a celebration a commiseration an anniversary or a death there's always kind of food at the center point of bringing people together but i guess kind of when i had to fend for myself <laughs> and discovered cooking i realized oh this is fun this is great and there's a lot more out there in the world for food than my mum's soy spaghetti <laughs> um, which i do love um, but it's not quite what i guess you'd call yeah authentic spaghetti Fair or enough. you know pasta so i think it was when i realized there's much more out there than what i'd been used to having yeah uh, in my youth
0: and when you were growing up obviously you already had a blend of foods at home mm. But were you able to explore different sorts of food like Lebanese and Greek and um you know South American or things like that, or was that something that you discovered once you left home?
1: I think you know apart from the occasional takeaways and like chickenendes with the family, <laughs> it was pretty much a predominantly. Asian focused yeah. um, meal kind of thing. And even at school or like going out with friends, we'd inevitably end up with like Pizza Express with like a three courses for 12 pound voucher. That's <laughs> kind of, you know, like the standard go-to. Yeah. Um, and then back then anyways, there wasn't a huge amount of choice in the cuisines you could get hugely in that area. Um, so yeah, it, it, I didn't actually have that diversity back then. We certainly weren't really eating kebabs or like couscous and yeah. hummus, etc. when we were younger.
0: And have you taken your mum to any of those restaurants or those types of restaurants? Uh,
1: no, I don't think it's something we'd <laughs> we try, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, my parents know what they like and, uh, you know, they're, they're not set in their ways, but yeah, we'll give them what they want. That's nice. <laughs> Fair enough. It makes it easy. Yeah.
0: And what led you to start wanting to document your favourite eats online? Because your Instagram is one hungry Asian that's right yeah love the name by the way
1: thank you yeah I didn't come up with it unfortunately my (laughs) friend friend helped (laughs) me with that one thanks mate Um, well let me tell you so uh, I kind of got on the Instagram bandwagon just generically as a as a follower like uh, five or six years ago when I think Instagram was really in its ascendancy Um, it was around before but that was the point when everyone was like have you got Instagram what's your handle yeah look at my holiday and at the time it was just a personal account And then I was following a few foodies in London um, and I kept seeing them go to all these amazing restaurants or getting behind the scenes looks at things that were coming up. And I was just like, this is so fucking cool. Like I really want to get involved in this. Um, So I got my friend to help me come up with a name. (laughs) Um, I changed it to that. And then it's just kind of kicked off from there really. And yeah, it's been an incredible journey since.
0: Your page looks insane. (laughs) I had a quick look at it before again and I was like, oh my God, I'm so hungry now. (laughs) Thank you. Also the angles that you take of the food that it's <laughs> really, really good. What are your top favourite three cuisines and why?
1: Um so Malaysian's are the number one for me, um just because it's it's a taste of kind of home and culture. Um but then also it's it's such a unique mix of food styles. It's kind of Indonesian, it's Chinese, it's Indian, it's everything what it wants. So it kinda of has lots of different flavours going on that you don't really find in any other cuisine that combines all those three uh well uh, all things really um probably italian you know it's kind of a classic but he doesn't love pasta which is essentially noodles so i think that's yeah it's fair shout but and then no i get maybe like spanish um just the emphasis i guess on fresh ingredients um for a lot of it and then there are a few things i think that are better than like a great like meat board and cheese board with like a good spanish wine and just like Yeah, out in the open.
0: That would make my husband so happy. He's (laughs) Spanish, he'd be like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And when you go back to China or Malaysia, do you find that typical thing of the Chinese food that you have here or the Malaysian food that you have here is very different to the one over there? Yes,
1: I think... Like a lot of it to do, especially with Asian food, is that um, you can't get a lot of the fresh ingredients like you can obviously back there and it's a yeah. lot cheaper or here it's very expensive. So one thing I find is a lot of people when I post about a really, really good dish that I find that is like Chinese or Malaysian, a lot of people complain that it's too expensive. I said, well, yeah, but you're not going to get that fresh like coconut milk yeah. without having to pay the premium here in the UK. Yeah. If you want to fly back to Malaysia to pay like 50p for it, then go for it. But... Fair it's enough. not going to happen. But I think one of the best things about London at the moment is that there's just such a drive for that kind of authentic flavour. Yeah. Um, and they will achieve that in perhaps a non-traditional way or they will use different ingredients to what you'd expect, but it tastes very similar to what you'd get back at home. You can't fully replicate replicate a lot of that, um, absolutely. But at the same time... The quality of food now in London is fantastic, and actually, it's the diversity that yeah, that is is what really wins out. Um, Malaysian food, for example, in particular, has become really popular in the last few years. There's now one down the road from me, um, which does become my favourite laksa in London. Um, before that point, there was not really any for me good authentic laksa that was like the one I could get back home. Yeah. Whereas now there's multiple restaurants and I'm just really lucky that one's down the road.
0: Did your mum find it really hard when she moved here to find the ingredients that she would have wanted to have in order to cook? Did it take her time to find like her specialised supermarket or (laughs) little shop to find X, Y and Z?
1: Yeah, so back when my parents moved here and certainly when I was much younger, I remember they used to drive to kind of Chinatown a lot of weekends just to pick up all that all those ingredients that you can only find in Central and you know back where we were in South West London it was quite a hefty drive to yeah. like around an hour and they sometimes go even further to a massive Chinese supermarket up in North London which is you know, almost double the distance now it's a lot more easy to get kind of that stuff but then you know similarly you know when we do go on holiday back to Malaysia or when family members do there's always the same request you know mushrooms spices um, which don't quite travel the same when you buy them commercially here in the uk but yeah no it's uh, <laughs> there's a lot more choice now thankfully and a lot more places you can get it
0: what is your absolute favorite thing to cook yourself and why
1: I think for me, it's pasta, but from scratch. Um, so oh, well, kind you of, make your own pasta? Yeah, I have in the past. Wow. Um, but it's one of those things which is like, a, you know, you really have to commit to it. Um, I was going
0: to say, how much time <laughs> do you have on your hands?
1: Well, that's why I don't do so much these days. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things like um, when I have done it, um, it's, it's like you have to plan it kind of week before. A lot of the ingredients I have to try and source a bit beforehand, but then I have to make a lot of things the day before. So it tastes like pasta sauces will generally taste better the next day i find especially the deep kind of rich um ragui sort of one so i'll often make it the day before and let it sit overnight but it's it's just it's like that process you start from nothing you kind of knead the dough which takes ages and i really hate kneading dough but it's the end point right and then when you serve it to your to your friends or your family and you see how much they enjoy it that's probably where i get the biggest kick out of it and I can take it off my list. I've done pasta now, guys. Like, let's move on. Let's Next year. Something else. But you know, <laughs> pasta is the one I will go back to for, if I had the time and I could really afford to like lose myself in like a day's worth of cooking. Yeah. It would be that, or something like a roast.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. And have you ever made pasta just for yourself, or is it always for friends and family?
1: Always for friends and family yeah. because yeah, I try and eat kale otherwise. That's a makeup. It's not really bad, but like yeah, it's 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 just kind of the price I have to pay for eating out a lot. Um, you know, all things in balance.
0: On average, how many nights a week are you eating out?
1: Um, pretty much every night. Really? Um, weekends are the kind of the days off. Weirdly. Okay. Um, but that's when I kind of try and then do things with friends. Um, whether it's just go to the pub go to a bar or a friend's birthday um, but weeknights i'll be out and about trying new restaurants trying new bars just trying to see what else is out there and what else has come to london
0: where are you off to tonight then
1: um, I, i'm actually cooking tonight because oh. yeah it was chinese new year in a few days so i'm having a few uh, friends back yeah. from who we all went to china with together like six seven years ago so it's a bit of a reunion
0: nice
1: um i have a vague menu i don't really know how it's going to work out but you know i find it a little bit more relaxing when it's friends because yeah. you can forgive them and if worst comes to worst there's like a shop down the road so <laughs> i
0: love <laughs> that you've got a plan b well, just you know, you in have, case you, have to be, you know you have to you have to plan
1: these things <laughs> just in case
0: and obviously london as you mentioned has an extremely diverse food scene um is there anywhere else where you have experienced something similar to london
1: i think you know i've been to a few other cities and spent some time in them and got to know kind of a few different types of cuisines but i well i've not I haven't spent enough time, I think, in some cities to get to grips with everything. I've spent like about a week in New York and a week in LA and both cities have some really great, great food, lots of variety, but I still felt in both of those places, I guess, um, Indonesian and kind of the Asian foods were underrepresented, but then here in London, you've got some really fantastic Asian food. Um, And I had the fortune of like last year going to India um, and had some really good food but actually <laughs> this is really bad but i actually a lot of times I was eating that thinking oh but i've had I've had better in london yeah and you know again i didn't get a chance to go everywhere to try some of the best best and you know really get to grips with the local cuisines it was just made me so thankful that london is somewhere where you can get really easy access to almost like any cuisine now yeah you can um, easily yeah.
0: you can easily eat out for a month from a different culture every night and yeah. not have to repeat.
1: So that would be a, that would be an exciting pretty m- month on my feed, but I think I'd be Uh-oh. ginormous at the end of it. Challenge?
0: <laughs> well, maybe, <yeah. laughs> See you next season, yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. We'll weigh so you see. in as well when oh you God, come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which countries are on your foodie list?
1: Ooh, I actually haven't spent a huge amount of time in Italy. Okay. Um, I've been to Sicily once or twice and that was fantastic, but i'd really love to kind of do like a tour of the different regions of italy and see what's going on there i've recently kind of fallen in love with ireland i think the produce in ireland is fantastic especially the seafood so i'm already planning a bit of like a trip around the island uh this year to kind of just eat as much as i can Amazing. loads of seafood but probably my number one place um, where i've been already twice is japan But every time I go back, it just gets better and better. And the food is just incredible. The last time I went, I had sushi not even once, but we still ate something different almost every single day. And at the end of the trip, I was like, crap, how the hell did that happen? (laughs) I haven't had sushi in Japan.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. I went to Japan, um, Nate, two years ago now, on my honeymoon with my husband. And we were out there for three weeks. And we ate Japanese food every day, Every meal, yeah. Maybe not the breakfast. I found Japanese breakfast a little bit. They're a bit unusual. Yeah, like
1: like fermented beans. Yes, (laughs) it's a little special in the morning. Yeah.
0: But we literally ate Japanese food, lunch, dinner every day. Every day something different, and there was so much more variety Mm. than what I expected. Yeah. And not once did we think, "Oh, can we go into like." a french restaurant or an italian restaurant (laughs) or just something because you know sometimes when you travel for that long and the food is so different you just want
1: something a little bit more you know
0: to go into a kfc or something just like (laughs) something basic
1: we all feel that don't worry
0: (laughs) um and i didn't have it at all and we came back and we we came back here we were like right let's find a shabu shabu place (laughs) let's find a teriyaki place where's a really good one and it just got to that point where we now had super high standards for Japanese cuisine yes, it's and all of a sudden you come back and I remember I was in Japan at this teeny weeny little um, place in Tokyo Yeah, and it's a sushi place called Aoki and Mr. Aoki was there making our sushi for oh us God, like sounds amazing. insane place yeah. and I said to him at the end of it I was like thank you so much but you've ruined the rest of the sushi of my whole life for me now that... Like, none will ever be this good yeah ever it's impossible
1: i know the feeling it's um it's just an incredible country to eat in and yeah you can find something new every time and it is always those little small places that are run by old people who've been doing their craft for like literally
0: that place seven people could fit in Oh. and he you just sat there at the bar and he would do it for you oh it was amazing <laughs> next time you go to japan i'll give you the, yeah, the no, name it's amazing am I booking the flight today yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and um you don't mention anything about french food being half french i'm sort of like where's where's the oh, french yeah. food and french wine
1: and- uh, <laughs> i love french produce and yes i love french food in general but i find it very hard to eat a whole french meal it's extremely rich for yeah, me true. and like I'm not a butter fiend uh, or a cream fiend. And like yeah, I have been I've been to France once or twice. I've had the chance, the fortune to do the kind of food tours around like Lyon. Yeah. Um in Normandy and it's fantastic. Like um the cheese, the cider. I much prefer French cider to English cider. I'm really uh, sorry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's much better. But um I yeah, I just find three courses of French food just oof, It's like, a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> And then I, I can't resist going for like the pate, you know, the creamy sauces and like yeah. that's, you know, I just trigger for that stuff.
0: And then we cook everything with butter. Exactly. We, cook our st- oh, we cook our meat with butter.
1: Exactly. So it's, um, it's a tough one. It's probably if I was a bit better self-controlled and actually picked something that was a bit more of a balanced three-course meal, I would probably enjoy it far better. But I don't know, I can't, I, when I look at that menu, I'm like, oh potato not yes, you know, just just do it. You know?
0: The thing, yeah. thing is, when you go to a French restaurant, it's always that thing that if you're going to have the foie gras to start with, you know you have to follow it up with a Dover sole yes. or, or something a bit lighter. No, no, no. And then you can go like full throttle on dessert as well. So you have to have like a strategy. That's not how I work. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no
1: there's no like self-restraint here when I go into restaurants now. It's just, It's just all out.
0: And then at home it's kale.
1: And then at home it's kale, yeah. You know, skip (laughs) breakfast, it's fine.
0: (laughs) If you had a tip for someone wanting to expand their culinary horizons in London, what would it be?
1: Oh, I think it'd have to be, just don't be afraid. You know, pick something different. People go to the same restaurants a lot frequently, and I get that it's nice to have that kind of familiarity, but then they often go for the same dish. But then like, for example, wagamama's is a nice easy choice because the menu is really big yeah um i know some people who just order the same dish every time um when i when i've been with them i've said no but try this one like this is my favorite dish in the menu and then all of a sudden it's like oh you know i didn't know you could get that sort of dish here at wagas so i think it's, it's really about just trying something different going out your comfort zone um and just trying to yeah you know challenge yourself with different foods um you know don't go all the way and go for like the offal or the brains if you're yeah. not uh, if you're not into that because <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to convert you No probably not um, but do just try something different if you're going out with a group of friends, that's a really good opportunity to try something different because then you can just share food amongst yeah. you. And then look, if you d- really don't like it, then just go Mac afterwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I don't have any issues with McDonald's or any of oh, the fast me neither. food chains. You me know, neither. There's a time and place for Love all a good yeah. um,
0: But don't you find it's often that thing that when you go to a restaurant that you know, you... Just know that you want to order that one <laughs> same thing because you know it just makes you happy, and it will always taste good, and yeah. it will never let you down.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I know it's uh, you. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I completely get that. Um, I'm
0: guilty of it. <laughs> There's some restaurants I go to. I don't yeah. even look at the menu anymore because I'm like, I know yeah. exactly what I'm having. <laughs> I don't even need to question it anymore. Yeah,
1: I'd say put it like this. They like, you know, if you if you love that dish so much and you trust the restaurant to cook the dish so well every time, then trust them to make a recommendation for you. Um, And actually a lot of the times I go out now, I just say, what would you recommend to the waiter? Which some of my friends tell me is just a surefire way to just get like the most expensive thing on the menu.
0: I think for a wine, yes, they'll obviously yeah. try and pawn off the most expensive <laughs> yeah, yeah. bottle of wine. Yeah,
1: I don't fall for that one.
0: <laughs> <is>. House <laughs> wine
1: every time. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> They're saying, though, that there's this new trend of people going for the second less expensive yes. bottle of wine because yeah. it makes them look less cheap.
1: Yeah, but then my thinking is like the house wine is the cheapest, which means they probably buy the most in bulk, which means they probably get the most discounts.
0: Oh yeah, fair enough. So they're True. probably
1: getting a better deal on the cheapest. But I, I get it, you don't want to look like you're know, especially yeah. on a date, you know? yeah, oh, yeah I'll have a, <laughs> the second cheapest one, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, if you trust if you trust the restaurant to cook that dish for you that you love ask them what they'd recommend. And I feel like, you know, you can't go too wrong. You know, maybe they'll just recommend a new side for you or a new starter. And you start there, you know.
0: I'll challenge myself yeah, with challenge that yourself. on the yeah, next restaurant. Yeah, 2020
1: resolution. Uh, th- Honestly, my, my husband different. will be
0: in shock next time we go to one of these restaurants. and <laughs> be like, you're changing the order? You're looking at the menu? What is wrong with you, woman? <laughs> it's time for... The bitch fire round. But listen, it's been lovely speaking with you, no, it's been a pleasure and to be here. it's now time for the bitch fire question round. Okay. So I will ask you a question, giving you option A or option B, and the more we go on, the quicker it will go. Okay. So, dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Bath or shower? Shower. Asos or Zara? Asos. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Coffee or tea? Tea. Winter or summer? Winter. City or countryside? City. Vintage or new? Vintage. Especially for you, we'll do Asian or Western food.
1: Asian. <laughs> oh no, you, yeah, that was a <laughs> half half. I'm sorry. I'm on the head. I'm on the fence, there, you know.
0: Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. And on that note, your social handle is...
1: OneHungryAsian.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming to see us today, Ed. And we look forward to continuing to look at your amazing pictures of food.
1: Thank you, guys. Cheers.
0: Thank you. Bye. Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode. And please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches.